0: what your country can do for you, ask what you
1: can do for your country. Listen to this, you are the resistance. Welcome guys to another episode of The Resistance. Uh, tonight is gonna to be a pretty awesome and a special episode. We have our first guest of the podcast here with us tonight. Uh, This is a gentleman from our good old neighbors up from the north in Canada. Uh, This is Marcus, and he is with The Critical Podcast, and I will hand it over to Marcus and let him kind of give an intro about who he is and what his podcast is about and so on and so forth. So here it is.
2: What's up, Marcus? Not much. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I'm happy to join you guys. Lots going on in our neck of the woods right now. Um my podcast critical podcast is uh basically an answer to the vacuum we have up here. Uh are we're very we've gotten to the point where certain conversations are almost not allowed. Um I'm sure you guys are are much aware of the same down there. Yeah. And I own my bias. I'm definitely right of center. Uh Christian conservative father. Um I own it and I I don't hide that. But I don't
1: Good man. We strive North for Turkey. middle
2: right. Yeah. But we strive for middle ground in our in our in what we do i want to we we desperately need to end the division and kind of find middle ground in a healthy manner um because middle left is not healthy right now and far right would be just as unhealthy um so we just hope to to have the conversations that people aren't having and the people that want to have them to to show them it's okay to have these perspectives and and you're not deplorable
1: right right everybody needs uh, (laughs) to like Quit being afraid to speak in their mind and uh, right. quit getting offended so freaking easy. I mean, everyone's exactly. got an opinion, so I'm not sure why uh, having an opinion all of a sudden has made everyone so butthurt. Like, I don't understand, but, but um, yeah, you know, it's like we, we focus a lot on everything that's kind of going on here in the States and, uh, you know, seeing Canada and, and the freedom truckers really has caught everybody's attention, I think. So, you know, I'm kind of curious as to um, like what really kicked it off and where it's at. Like what, what's been your experience with it so far?
2: Uh, I've like I've been for ending this nonsense from the get go, but uh, it's definitely taken a, a sharp shift. Um, a lot of people know Canada and Canadians as the nice, nice neighbors. They'll uh, <laughs> they'll shovel your walkway. They'll help you when you need it. But uh, a lot of people don't realize that that niceness has an expiry date. And uh, apparently, in in terms of the government's perspective, it's about two and a half years. Uh, And and when people are done, they're just done. And I think that's what you're seeing now is people went along, uh, whether they didn't know, they took extra caution to figure out what we're dealing with. Uh, Two and a half years later, people are saying, okay, the government has overstepped. We've let it happen for the betterment of society in 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 a due diligence of precaution but now it's done and you're going to give the power back you're going to stop telling people what to do and micromanaging every part of the life of every citizen punishable by enormous fines and and jail time even they, we've jailed pastors right
1: right i saw that early on when uh covet really hit and all the lockdowns were going on that you know, some pastors were getting arrested and taken out of their churches for holding Sunday services and, and things. And I I just sat there and shook my head. I was like, dude, they would never get away with that here in the States.
3: But you know, they I mean at tried. the time, they, they, they shouldn't have got tried. away with it here. No. I mean, it was right up the road from us, uh, there in Bullock County where you had the police that were uh and this was early on during our what was that the two weeks to flatten the curve ordeal back right. when the lockdowns first started, yeah. you know, they were going around. And if you were at a church service, they were taking your license plates down and we're going to start giving you tickets. Yeah. I remember seeing that on our local news. And I was like, man, this is absolutely ridiculous. But you know, fortunately here, I mean, we didn't have the well, pastors get arrested out of their churches, like up in Canada. I mean, that was an eye opener for me seeing yeah, that. I'm and, like, holy and- cow, man. And when
2: when the worst part is the the Texas of Canada, Alberta, is the one that jailed the most pastors. No which kidding. To, which to what? me is mind-boggling. Yeah, James Coates is in Alberta. Uh, so is Archer Pavlovsky in Calgary. Um, both of those were very prolific pastors that were jailed. Um, James Coates was in jail for more than a month.
3: Oh, holy cow! I yeah. did not wow. realize that.
2: Well, they they offered to let him out if he promised to not have service, and he stood his ground and said, "I can't." As a as a pastor of my religion, I can't do that.
1: Right, right. I mean, that would totally just make this whole congregation be like, well, you tell us, you know, stand strong in our faith and here you are like, oh, okay. As long as I get out of jail, I promise I won't have church. Yeah. Like,
3: yeah, I well, you, you, I mean, you kind of, you, you read, you read the Bible too, right? And it was like, like, in there, I mean, persecution is, uh, it's coming for us at some point, right? Yeah, right. And, you know, it's a testing of your faith, for sure, for one. But uh, the other thing is, too, so, well, let me leave this. So up in Canada, I know here we kind of have a separation of church and state thing. Is that not? Is that uh, not it's, proof up-
2: it's weird here. They've muddied it so much. Um, we have a mixture here and there. It doesn't actually get applied properly. Um, you would expect yeah, the okay. churches to be left alone. Um, but yeah, we have, uh, I, I'm blanking right now on, on the line, but in our charter, it's, it still says in our, in our founding charters, supremacy to God. Yeah. So they haven't removed it. So technically we wouldn't have, um, but again, like when I, when I make the claim that churches should stay open, that, that applies to synagogues, to mosques. absolutely. if, If it's fundamental to your belief system, it is fundamental. And if you're terrified, you stay home. But, you, but I have friends, I have a friend that, that lost his life because he relapsed OD'd because he couldn't go to AA and he couldn't go to church. It it certainly has cost lives.
3: Yeah, no. And I know here in the States, man, like it, mental health is a huge issue right now over the past two years. It's particularly in the younger kids and teenagers, you know, where they're they're not able to socialize and, you know, they're locked up and quarantined and everything else. I forget, I forget what the rate is right now, but it's it's jumped significantly in the last two years. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very high. Like, we're shutting everything down for a virus that's got a high survivability rate. But yet, who cares about the mental health of our kids, right? It's yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. So, yeah,
1: I, I don't know about you, Marcus, but uh, is your wife making you sleep outside in the shed because you no, have COVID?
2: She, no, I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm currently day, day five or six. No, she actually got a little rougher than I did um she got it too oh the whole house got it oh gosh uh, the youngest kids were they were a day and a half they were out of it uh my wife i i kind of think she's milking it just so that i'm uh-huh. carrying a little more weight than normal
1: Yeah, she tell us uh, she's got a man cold
2: right but uh no it i mean knock on wood none of us really got it hit hard it's uh seasonal cold yeah
1: that's good the only reason why i asked is because like uh my wife had covid like Uh, Like two weeks ago or or something like that, or three weeks at this point, and uh, I I wasn't allowed to not sleep in the bed. And uh, so I told Jared, I was like, dude, I I feel like I'm probably kind of like a superhero because I didn't get sick, (laughs) so I don't even know, like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe I drank out of a hose enough or ate dirt or something like that when I was a child that made me immune. I don't even know, but (laughs) but no, uh, Jared, I mean, he's had a uh, around with covid and i think it even went through your family around christmas time stuff too
3: didn't it yeah yeah i had that stupid thing twice i had it back in may and then got it again after it went through my whole family <laughs> right at christmas yeah we spent our whole christmas in quarantine Jeez. but uh, for, for us i was the only one who got it the first time oh really okay and i didn't even quarantine i was i had been out in the, around the house and hanging out and all that for about four days where I finally even went and got tested. And I was like, no, no, your man, um, you're like, Oh yeah, you're positive. I'm like, Oh, well, you know, <laughs> you dirty nobody leper. else gets
2: it. <laughs> yeah, right. We all, we all have to test pretty regularly because both of us are obviously not, not vaccinated. And uh, because of that, we have to do punitive testing uh, to monitor. I, 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 test twice a week. She tests three or four times, depending on how often she works.
1: My goodness, going to what does your wife do
2: she's a child could she's an ece so uh early childhood okay um she works with with learning kids and and whatnot so gotcha. they screen her every every shift she has to get a test so we actually had about a day's heads up that anything was coming oh, <laughs> and then which was nice we got to get groceries I, i'm not i'm not having to do <laughs> stupid
3: online groceries
1: that's right good, i mean we do it just because we're lazy but you know,
3: like, <laughs> lazy americans i can't say anything
1: yeah we literally pay like a hundred bucks a year to have walmart deliver our stuff to our door
3: <laughs> oh did you see where they're All gonna right. have this thing now sorry this is totally off topic That's <laughs> okay <laughs> well not really uh they're gonna they're trying to do this thing now where the people who deliver your groceries can have access to your house and actually come and put them away for you yeah, no, that's okay. I'll pass. Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, they'll have to wear like a body cam. Oh, I'm like, no, no. I'm not no. cool with that. Somebody just comes straight up in my house like that. No, nope. <laughs> no, nope. gosh. All right. So, anyway, yeah, back to a, the uh,
1: <laughs> no, it's all good. Well, we, you know, Marcus, we tend to fall off the cliff quite a few times. On I d- the
3: podcast. so <laughs> mine's the same way. Yeah, <laughs> I've got ADHD, dude. So I'm all over the place, man. It's yeah. okay.
1: I'm still a child, so it's fine. But uh but going back, all right. So Marcus, you said you and your wife both are unvaccinated. So tell me a little bit about that. How did you all manage to be unvaccinated in the good old country of Canada?
2: Oh man, it uh for her, it wasn't a problem. They they never actually mandated it for her profession. Uh they they were fairly respectful. She works for a Christian center. Okay. Um, so they didn't push it as it was, but but the government didn't regulate her in the industry. So testing was always an option for her, and they haven't pushed me working for the federal government that's awesome myself working for the federal government it's been a little different um (laughs) they they have mandated it for us um and effectively i had to basically do a theological defense um i basically had to do a thesis on why my convictions said this was wrong for me and it felt like i was back in university defending my my stance um, but luckily I left no card unturned and, uh, I'm uh, the believer that I, I could not die on this hill. I have to put food on the table. So if it was going to get, if I was going to lose, I was going to lose, I was going to have to get it. So I wasn't going to leave anything off the table. Um, I got the union involved. I did my thesis and, uh, it, I I'm of the belief again, I'm, I'm a Christian and I, I own that happily. Um, I know a lot of people that tried to get the medical exemption route and then they switched to religion and it's like no i my faith is in jesus and i will stand on that first yep. and foremost okay. right um and the fact i didn't pivot i just came right out and owned it uh they didn't push me i was ready for a bit of a fight but they uh after an exhaustive thesis uh i was accommodated man very nice Dude, that is awesome so how long of a process was that for you uh i applied for I, I applied and submitted my thesis after a two-month period of them uh, getting everything set up Goodness and then so. they waited seven weeks to give me a yes or no on my on my application Seven
3: weeks yeah that's <laughs> yeah. a long time man
2: yeah so all the
1: while you're that you're waiting like are you having to be tested constantly yeah. as well okay yeah and but you still have to go through that currently
2: yeah and the, the funny part is i i as i've got covid now And now science would suggest I have more immunity than the vaccinated Mm -hmm. Um, government of Canada website. The government advice is if you've got covid positive, you don't need to test for at least 90 days Uh, and and you will likely test positive a bunch of times in the first 90 days. Right. Uh, my, My work has still asked me that I keep testing and disregard positives.
1: Of course, that makes a lot of sense.
2: Right. So what's the what's the point of that? It's it's just punitive.
1: Gosh. Have you tried turning in a pregnancy test to them yet?
2: <laughs> no, no, I don't get to do my own. I have to go oh, to you a clinic. Don't? Oh my gosh. They don't trust us to do our own. <laughs> what? I guess they pay nurses. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I have to go to a clinic.
1: Oh, jeez. Yeah, we can get our own little Uh, rapid test kits for home and and we can get them here that's
2: what my wife gets my wife is okay with that but uh my employer it is required to go to a clinic where people they pay do it
3: (laughs) well that's similar to mine like i I can do a rapid test at home but i have to go have the actual pcr done at a facility before i can Mm. return to work right wow i don't get it (laughs) but it's whatever (laughs) <laughs>
2: none of
1: this I want to pay sense. for
3: it no, no me,
2: me either
1: it, you know it's like it's a, the high school that uh, the kids are in they're, like the drugs are terrible in, in this high school and they're like well you know we're, we're doing everything we can you know we, uh, we, we put our vice principal basically in the bathroom all day to like take <laughs> stuff from, from kids you know because that's where they got to do this and I'm like okay y'all can't do anything about it but somehow you were able to put mask on every freaking kid that comes through the door and make sure that they social distance and all this COVID garbage, but you can't control kids bringing stuff in. Like I, that just that's blows a much my higher mind.
3: priority there, Brian.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause COVID is so
3: much worse than <laughs> drugs coming to the school. Is, oh man. It blows my mind. I'm like that. The schools
2: here are so jacked up, man. I think, I think everything, I think the last two years have kind of highlighted the problems in, in absolutely everything. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, our, our, sure, absolutely
2: our political establishment in canada is literally collapsing in front of us
1: so and now is the political establishment collapsing because of covid or is it starting to collapse now because of this uh movement with the truckers and stuff
2: well the truckers in in six days seven days have done more than politicians have done in two and a half years that's for sure um yeah. <laughs>
3: amazing what happens when politicians get out of the way right it's
2: it's gonna get worse before it gets better too for for politicians at least so uh today uh they the leader of the opposition was voted out of out of party so justin trudeau's supposed enemy who's supposed to keep him accountable who hasn't been which is why he's gone uh he was voted out uh so the truckers are influencing huge momentum in the conservative movement
1: wow and justin trudeau is
2: still in hiding
1: that's what I. That was going to be my next. Is question. he really?
2: Yeah, yeah. He's he's. So as soon as truckers made <laughs> it to Ontario, once truckers made it to Ontario, he had a close contact, quote unquote, and had to self isolate, despite uh, being uh. being triple vaccinated. And well, yeah. the The fact is, Ontario Health, which dictates his policy in Ottawa, says that if you're triple vaccinated and close contact doesn't do anything, you don't have to isolate. Um, and then it, then a day later, when everyone made fun of him because, hey, you're not using science. He put out that oh, it's a household contact tested positive, so one of his kids. And now he says on a, a day later, so we're three days in now, and he's like, oh, I've got COVID, despite being triple vaccinated and once recovered from COVID. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, he had it back in the fall. <laughs> um so now he's in isolation because he's got covid um so he's hiding out they left parliament they left ottawa because there was a security risk because there's a shit ton of trackers ready to mow him down
1: yeah yeah there's a few thousand people over there
2: now don't get me wrong i've had conversations i would personally if i was in his spot my family wouldn't be there i get that get your family out of there totally valid but you're the leader of the country and these people
3: yeah
2: you still represent these people so i mean unfortunately
3: Sooner or later. He's, accountable.
2: Yeah. Sooner or later, he's got to speak up to him. And the guy keeps pouring gas on it. Uh, he's never, he's making it so much worse than he has to. Um, literally the other day he came out and called them tinfoil hat wearing microchippers.
1: What? Yeah. Oh word for, like,
2: like I'm not even making that up. That was a press conference from our prime minister.
1: <laughs> wow. wow. Thanks buddy. So, um, uh, which president would you rather who would you rather have Trudeau or Biden? Biden. Oh, you would rather have Biden over Trudeau?
2: What? Biden's <laughs> Biden's laughably incompetent. Whereas Trudeau is just he's got the same policies as Biden, but he's he's able to enact them. Whereas yeah, Biden younger. it's it's laughable and then you've got the Supreme Court that actually strikes him down and you've got people that will speak truth to power. Whereas Trudeau being young and fairly healthy like nobody speaks up to him he, he's effectively the, the prince of canada
1: so so there's no accountability process like if he wanted to pass something he was free and clear to do so
2: uh as long as he's got uh, yeah, the way we've got it set up right now so much like you guys he is the least popular prime minister we've ever had he's got about a 34 percent approval rating oh. so so not oh, he man. doesn't have he certainly certainly doesn't have a mandate um but we have multiple parties and 90% of those parties are left of center. So if he can get a couple people on board, they can pretty much push anything through.
3: Wow. Incredible. I, That's I, a yeah, bad I had no setup, idea, man. It's...
2: Yeah, as of right now, we've got about four parties, um, three of which are all left of center, some even more left than left.
1: Jeez. That's incredible. I mean, I know we've got, you know, just the Republican and Democrat and then you have like a, a libertarian and a conservative group or whatever, but those other two groups, they, they don't have any traction anywhere. You know, I mean, if you're going to get anywhere here in, in the States, you have to be Republican or Democrat, which, you know, is unfortunate because having a, a, another party actually get voted in would be, I think pretty awesome. But if you vote for those people, you're pretty much just tossing your votes away. Unfortunately, I was going to
3: say, like, as much as I would love to have another party, because uh, I'm not happy with our Republicans. No. For the by and large, I mean, I think the more you look at I mean, there's there's obviously there's outliers. Right. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, I think if you look at them, they're not any different than the Democrats that's up there in Congress. Right. I think, you know, we're least, all in bed together, mm-hmm.
2: at least from my perspective, that's where I really appreciated Trump where it seems like he came in and kind of just wrecked everything like a bowl yep. in a China shop.
3: <laughs> yes, <Yep>. And
2: now <laughs> would be the time you guys put in somebody that can put it back together. Now that what, what needed to be broken got broken. Now is your chance to rebuild it better.
1: So let's l- say looking back at, at what happened in 2020 here in the States, um, what, what was your all's perspective? Like, do you, do you really feel like that maybe um, the election was rigged or, what was Canada's perspective?
2: Well, I certainly don't speak for Canada, but but from a conservative Canadian standpoint, uh, I, I would certainly uh, agree that it's not the most secure election ever. Um, I think I think the same year you've got the largest mail-in ballots ever. It's yeah. it kind of goes hand in hand. Can't be the most secure. Um, <laughs> I don't necessarily know that it was rigged per se. I'm not. Uh, I'm not quite Mike Lindell's guy. Uh, There was absolutely room for it And it should be looked at appropriately Um, But to To look at the other side of that and say it was The most fair and secure election ever It wasn't And and you see that now with how many people Are against Biden
3: Oh yeah Brian Brian and I talked about that On the last podcast or even the one before that Maybe it's just like I don't know anybody all of a sudden that voted for Biden (laughs) right no. <laughs> nobody oh. nobody claims that it's like oh no i did well, not do that
1: yeah it's like you know they trump had that rally in in arizona a uh, handful of weeks ago and and the the turnout was absolutely ginormous like they couldn't fit yeah. any more people in in the rally area and you now this is in a state that supposedly went blue for biden and i'm like how, how do you have that kind of turnout for trump but you're gonna sit there and say that yeah arizona went towards biden in the election like that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever
2: yeah there's definitely like cause for for to look at it and see and now you've got supreme court rulings and state rulings saying that some of this fortification crap was was illegal Hmm. uh not that it's going to retroactively change anything but uh they're now saying that some of the stuff they put in place to make it safer is was not legal
1: right Right. and and so like I've, i've had a lot of people um Tell me, like, okay, well, you know, you have these states that are saying that they're possibly gonna like decertify the election results. They're like, What what does that even mean? I'm like, well, nothing really at this point. Yeah, it's
3: not gonna yeah, at this point, it's not gonna change who's in office. But. No, it'll just be ceremonial.
1: Yeah, and it'll just be like, Okay, all the conspiracy theory guys are are now no longer conspiracy theory guys. But I was like, the only good thing that could come from it is that they realized that they had to decertify. All the, these election results. So in 2024, or even in 2022, when we the midterms happen, they're going to have things in place to where it is more secure, or you know, your votes actually do freaking count for something. Yeah. But um, but I don't know. Like I I honestly feel that come in 2022. Well, I mean, we are in 2022 for cry, crying out loud. But um, when we have our midterms. Uh, I think we're going to see a big change down here. I, like, I honestly feel that.
2: From my perspective, it looks like it's going to be a bloodbath. For yeah. your, your guys' midterms, it looks like it's going to be they're going to be gutted. You know what's bad when when CNN is saying it's going to be bad?
3: Right. <laughs> yeah. We call it the Clinton <laughs> News Network down here.
2: Right. We we don't. Uh, well, It was yep. quite nice to see Jeff Zucker got shit canned today.
3: I was
1: going to say that, dude. <laughs> Yeah, all because he had a, a relationship with someone at, at CNN. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, let's try and and sugarcoat this as much as we can. But we know that it was a little <laughs> bit more than just we had a relationship. There was something severely right. inappropriate happening there. <laughs> Come on. Oh my gosh, man. So like tubing.
3: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that idiot. I'm pretty sure
1: our podcast gets more views than CNN now.
3: Probably. <laughs> I'm just
1: we're not that quite there yet.
3: No, <laughs> no, not. No, not <laughs>
1: <close>.
3: <laughs> but we should be. Yeah.
1: But um nobody so, should be watching that. No, no, not on purpose anyways. Um so kind of getting back in, into the truckers cuz that that's the thing that has me like completely intrigued right now. Um Like, do you know what, what actually started it? Like, what, like, are, are these like regular, like, just like um, shipping truckers, like, like with goods to like stores and things like that, or is this just anybody with a semi or how does this work? So,
2: so what really kicked it off was the government, man, it started with the isolation mandates. Um, It started with the isolation mandates where the truckers would have to isolate for 14 days across the border. And you can't just take two weeks off work just because you did your job. Mm-hmm. Um, so it got really punitive that way. And then they both Biden and Trudeau put in again, it's, it's completely within their jurisdiction to put in federal vaccine mandates for international border crossing. Um, and prior he had given exemptions for, for truckers and critical services like nurses and whatnot and, um, he revoked that. They, they walked that back and said, okay, every trucker is going to now have to be vaccinated. Um, not so much of a huge issue in Canada, because if you believe their numbers, and I don't, but they say about 90% of truckers are vaccinated. I think it's probably closer to 70 or 80, but, but nonetheless, a very large majority are vaccinated. A bigger impact is you guys in the States, because 70 or 80% of your truckers are not vaccinated. No. Um. Because trucking kind of speaks to a, a way of life and, and a mindset, and it just doesn't line up with the type of people that are going to play along. Right. So it, it's a buildup of tension from all of that. And then the other thing is trucking seems to be one of the last bastions of, of true brotherhood and, and alliance where you didn't see the pastors stand up when they were shut down. Uh, when they fired the nurses, nobody stood up with them. But when a trucker gets pushed around, All of them stand up, and that's that's what you're seeing. When you see these trucks, a huge chunk of them, this doesn't even apply to them. Um, And then it kind of shifted, and now they're when they started the convoy, they're start they're pushing to end everything. The government just needs to get back in its lane, Mm -hmm. and they're not leaving till it does.
1: Interesting. So, is is this in one like centralized area in Canada, or is this happening in all the provinces?
2: So, you're seeing. Mini stuff happen. I shouldn't even say mini. Some of them are fairly substantial. Uh place like BC are getting big localized stuff. Um, but the two main points right now is is Ottawa, our capital, which is the the dead center of everything. Um, and Coots, Alberta, right on the border of you guys. Okay. They've they've actually shut that border down um completely. Oh, it's been it's been locked shut for I think five days now. Um, so that's, is that
1: is actually coming into the states or coming in both Canada? ways.
2: They're not okay. letting anyone in or out. Wow. Um, truckers and then farmers came to back them up, and then people in pickups. Everything they shut the whole thing down. Um, that one worried me more. Ottawa has been super, super peaceful. They they have taken every precaution to not let things take away from their point. They've got they've got the whole city gridlocked, but they still have one lane open for emergency vehicles. They've mm-hmm. they're work they're shoveling snow themselves. They're feeding the homeless. They're doing everything.
1: That's incredible.
2: Um, but in Alberta, it's a different story. And not to not to disparage them. They're they're it's what we need. Um, but it's a very more dangerous situation. They took over the border.
3: Okay. They,
2: they literally took it over. Um, and I I worried that it could have turned into a Ruby Ridge situation mm-hmm, where right. when you poke the government, that doesn't usually take a poke too well. Um,
3: right.
2: So they've had they've had federal police there now for five days doing negotiations wow. um, as of today it looks to be that they'll announce it tomorrow but but tentatively I'm hearing they succeeded um, their goal was to have all of Alberta's mandates dropped all of them okay. um, the our, the federal police RCMP asked them to open one lane each way to as a show of good faith and then in return the the government representatives for that area, we're going to end it regardless of what the the leader, the premier, so your guy's governor.
1: Okay, okay. gotcha.
2: Regardless of what the premier said, the, the MLA, the, the representatives would outvote him and shut it all down. Uh, last I heard, the, the premier has said, hold off on that vote. We're going to make an announcement tomorrow. So wow. it looks like he's trying to save face, uh, and it looks to be that this blockade has successfully ended it.
1: Wow, wow. that is absolutely impressive. Um, no is kidding. is there a particular person that's kind of leading this movement, or is it just like they no, they, it, they are answering basically to everyone in that trucking? Group? It,
2: it's it's not even one group. It's it's this is becoming a, a movement. There's no central figure. There's mm-hmm. no front person to take out. Uh, it is. I mean, honestly, if you, if you watch any of the videos of the convoy going through our provinces, mm-hmm. it is everyone. It is men, women, children on overpasses and. Any mishandling at this point Is going to spark the biggest Uprising they've ever had which is Where Ottawa knows they've got to keep it Peaceful they've got to keep it so close Between the lines right but The police know the same thing so Today Ottawa police Basically so Trudeau has been avoiding it Completely this is all his mess to deal with Um but he's been passing it off and not Addressing it leaving it to Ottawa Police to try and navigate this Situation Um as of today, the Ottawa Police had a news conference, basically saying our policing can't solve this. Um, this is this is either a military or political issue. Um, everyone got up in arms when they started mentioning military. I don't I don't see the need to. It's it's fact. Something this size, only the military or politics could deal with it. Well, you're not going to call the military because the minute you do that, you've started a civil war.
1: Exactly. Right. right.
2: Um, so basically, it, it was the police misspeaking he probably shouldn't have used that word um but it was basically him dumping it back at Trudeau's feet. The guy can't ignore it much longer. This weekend there's a whole bunch more people coming to Ottawa. Uh they've got another one planned for Toronto now. This weekend's gonna be probably just as big if not bigger than last weekend. Um and then I I expect early next week you're gonna have to see something change. Good or bad. I I don't know which way it breaks right but moves are coming. So wow
1: You know, I've I've also seen where they've talked to to people that are kind of like jumping out in front of the convoy, you know, like cheering them on, encouraging them and things like that, that they were actually going to start fining and or even possibly like arresting people that were doing that. Have you seen that happen or?
2: Uh, I believe that's Nova Scotia. We've got one province who basically, outlawed. I I believe they just voted conservative in too But they basically made it illegal To do road protests okay. uh, to, to block highways And to support at the bridges uh, They went as far to say as Donating to the GoFundMe was illegal Holy cow Wow So yeah uh, Outside of that province I haven't seen a lot of A lot of threats to supporters
1: So basically Nova Scotia has turned into California on our side
2: unfortunately our our coasts are all i guess you guys are too. new york and california yeah, it's the same
1: here yeah, yeah. It's... i i don't understand what what it is with the water that makes people stupid but it seems to happen quite a lot except for florida they're keeping their act together right but um so being in canada and having you know the the truckers doing what they're doing have you all seen any Um, impacts as far as you know at your stores groceries things like that and if you have do you even care
2: um well i'm not necessarily the the best person to ask i haven't been allowed out of my house for a little bit um (laughs) since about this (laughs) yeah since this has been started um we've we've been noticing shortages coming now fruits and vegetables have been the hardest hit last time i was at the store Mm -hmm. um i don't care I, I don't care at all. I said to the wife I'm like if we've got to go through some hard times to get a point across, my freedom's worth more than an, an extra full stomach. Uh, yeah. we've got we've got rations I could do probably a month and our supply chain regardless won't be dead dry, but we could definitely we could definitely go with a few more Mr. Noodles and Kraft <laughs> dinner,
1: right? And get some ramen. I guess right. that would be like ramen on our end, but uh Yeah. But yeah, totally, man. That that's kind of my th- thought and feelings like seeing what's going on there you know if that were to happen here in the states which i don't know I, i i kind of feel like people have gotten a little too comfortable here in the states with you know their lifestyles and stuff to to really push it too far but i i like like you all i think there's going to be a breaking point but if the truckers were to do that here you know it it would be uncomfortable but i wouldn't really care you know like you said there there's plenty of cheap crap and i have seeds and whatnot that you can just you know plant i can i can learn how to be a farmer kind of quick i suppose but
2: i i have <laughs> enough family connections we can go slaughter a couple cows or some pigs we we can have food tonight
1: yeah i can go hunt i'll find ai can get my gun and go kill some deers plenty of those things yeah so yeah I, I i'm uh you know i'm happy for you guys I'm i'm glad to see you know that them getting together and doing what they've done has has actually caught the eye of, of the government and they they seem like they're winning which is freaking
2: amazing yeah it's been a really really big couple of days we've got yeah. uh, it's falling apart faster than i think they ever expected and uh, the climate was already shifting you could tell like i don't know about down there but but around here they started changing the rules where the reporting started to get more obscured they were trying to hide the numbers and Basically you've got these people that have spent two and a half years being petrified. You've got to walk yeah. them back into normal and, and you can't just turn the light switch off on them. No, right. so they were already positioning to, to kind of get back to normal. So to say, um, but their speed and, and their bull crap half steps. were are not like, we've never, since we introduced mask mandates, they've never gone away. We've had a mask Gosh. mandate for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and they haven't even spoke of getting rid of them, let alone our, our vaccine passport nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no. And now we're seeing the the necessary pressure to say, OK, we're now at the seasonal flu, flu level. You need you guys need to get in your lane. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and that's kind of what we're seeing here, too, is, you know, we, we've gone through this huge Omicron spike and, you know, things are falling rather quickly as far as you know Omicron's concerned and and we have normal flu going on here too and now they're saying like oh you can have flu rona like flu and the coronavirus at the same time i'm like come on man like quit quit trying to yeah quit trying to hold on to covid with everything you have like it's just the flu for crying out loud like just let it go already you know like i i I don't understand like it they've lost control of it 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 didn't do what they wanted to do is how I feel, and they're just grabbing at scraps to try and keep this around for as long as they possibly can.
3: But well, I think they saw, <clears throat> I think they saw, I think they saw the opportunity to use this as a way to uh, try to scare the people right mm-hmm. into full obedience to the government, yeah, and that's why they ran with it for so long, obviously the majority of the people are not that stupid. Um, Well, I would hope not, but (laughs) it's just, they want us to be sheep.
0: Yeah. Right. That's
3: what, that's what Biden and them want. And I think it goes bigger than just our government. I think there's a lot of other governments Mm -hmm. that are all in alignment on that. Right. So they see this as an opportunity to seize full power, full control. And they try to scare everybody into it. They use the media to, to basically just fill our heads with it. And it's not working. And I think it's scaring them to death because now they don't have another plan in their playbook to throw at us.
2: Well, at least up here, the media has been... We we have it terrible. Imagine CNN down there being funded by the White House. Uh, it's it's not bad enough. They've already got allegiance. Here Our our... our government funds our mainstream cnn
3: that's insanity dude they
2: call it the cbc up here um canadian broadcast company
3: and it it is it is
2: owned by the government and that goes both ways the conservatives when they're in power technically they're the ones funding it but the only party that ever increases their funding is the liberals so we have a liberal-based media that's unparalleled um but even they're like getting really sloppy with trying to keep the narrative in one direction um unfortunately with the protest you saw one guy with a confederate flag and one guy with a swastika flag um immediately everyone in the crowds oh. denounced them but you've
0: hear that that's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack and that that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.
2: I thought the mainstream media literally painted thousands of truckers and hundreds of yeah. thousands of citizens as Nazi confederates. Yeah, and well, it's I like, but they overplayed it so hard that like once the video came out of, okay, we're in the crowd. This guy's here. He's the only one with a, like a full face mask and everyone's like booing him and telling him to screw off. Right. That once the truth got out there, everyone's like, wait, wait, I can't, I can't trust this. This isn't what they told me. And it's, people are waking up at a, at a rate they, they can't handle.
1: Yeah. Now, so speaking of the videos and the guy in the mask, I don't know if it's if you're talking about the same one that I saw, but there was a super shady dude with this huge mask on that you couldn't see his eyes or nothing. And they, they claimed that that was Trudeau.
2: Yeah, that that was just a running joke. Cause, cause, <laughs> okay. Yeah, because he's been nowhere to be found. Um, right. <laughs> but one thing one thing that is true to that kind of joke is it would seem that his personal parliamentary photographer. Was the one who got all those pictures, Um, Uh, which is, again, you've got you've got the play into the media problem Um, and they've got pictures of this guy who's the guy is very unique. Bright red hair, red beard, and they've got him before and after. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, (laughs) they've got him basically dead to rights uh, framing this photo that then tried to go viral.
1: Dude, they got to be smarter than that. You can't get someone who stands out in the crowd to start taking your pictures. You got to get Wait. that generic-looking white boy to hang out in the crowd and snap a few photos. Well, at
2: least at <laughs> least put on a COVID mask if you really want to hide.
1: <laughs> yeah, shouldn't he be wearing one? I mean, there's mandates and all.
3: Hey, I like going into banks right now because you get yelled at for not wearing a mask. Where just two years ago, you got yelled at if you went in with a ball cap on. You know, and that's something
2: yeah i don't i don't get yelled at anymore um (laughs) uh, go
1: on i'm sorry
2: we i stopped wearing masks i haven't worn masks in a long time i did last week when i my wife was positive and we wanted groceries and i wanted to go out before i had symptoms so yeah i I got groceries before i was positive right um i had a mask on for that because i'm not stupid i'm not irresponsible um but yeah no when i'm healthy no i I don't wear a mask anywhere outside no, I, work i don't have a choice at work ever since i wrote
3: a that's ransom note, on, uh, I, was I have to say, wear it at work that's
1: yeah. it i should say ever since i wrote a, a ransom note on, on my face mask when i went into a bank they won't let me go in anymore either <laughs> 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 but uh no this is I, a stick up
3: i want all your money
1: <laughs> yeah right um <laughs> but you, you know in all seriousness like I, you know i don't wear a mask anywhere i go um, the, the only place I have to do it is, is when I have my, my drill weekends with, with my unit because they they will absolutely throw a fit because they're a bunch of liberal got to get your jib jabbers uh, kind of thing or you're wrong, which, dude, is, is a completely interesting conversation all on its own, but because um, they, cause they, they try, keep trying to convince me to get it, you know, and I, I've submitted all my paperwork to them, you know for the government Are, and stuff but go on
3: have you listened to Graham Allen podcast recently
1: uh-uh no not recently
3: so he's he's former army right but he was he was reading something on his uh podcast and I thought of you when he was reading this but basically it's coming down from the uh National Guard Bureau mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know how this works I'm not military but you will get this but if you're not vaccinated you're still going through with the forced mandate, right, as of February this month. Right. If you don't get it and you don't have a plan to get it, then you're going to have – you'll get, what is it, unsatisfactory on your drills?
1: So, yeah, you'll, you'll get counted basically as, like, absent. So, like, if you're wanting to stay in, say, you know, like 20 years and retire, like, you have to have what's called a, a good year, which means you have to get so many – Points throughout that year which means like drill weekends your annual training and all that jazz so if you miss so many drills or you miss your annual training then you might not have a good year so if you don't have a good year and you're at your 20 year mark you technically only have 19 years and yet they won't let you
3: retire because he he was even going so far as to say like after so many I think it's like nine is what he said I have to go back and listen to it but th- then that means that you're up for uh, they'll discharge you mm-hmm. and if and if they discharge you you're going to get a less than honorable discharge which could even potentially uh, mess you up like if you go and look for another job somewhere because now you have to because you have to fill that out every time you do the job application
1: right, right you do yeah so you'll you'll have uh, it's called other than honorable. That's and it. then it. it's, it's not horrible. It's better than dishonorable. Um,
3: so that's not equal.
1: No, it's not the same thing, but okay. um, what you can do with like an other than honorable discharge, I think, I think it's like a year after getting the other than honorable discharge, you, you can file papers that have it upgraded to a honorable discharge. So I mean, it won't stick with you. You have the potential for it to not stick with you forever, but at least it's not horrible. It's still not good. That's just a
3: crappy way to treat your soldiers, man.
1: Yeah, so, like, at my unit, my drill that I had in January, um, my commander went and sat down with me, and uh, he's like, hey, you know, I just want to let you know we uh, submitted all your paperwork, and I'm even submitting something extra with it, to hopefully, you know, appease them and, and keep you, you know, in the unit until you, you get out. And he's like, so what I'm suggesting is that when you're here at the unit <clears throat> or doing any kind of military activities that you have an N95 mask on um, and you socially distant the whole time. And if it's like an annual training or whatever, you're not in the same tent as everybody else. I was
3: like, that's
1: uh, sweet right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <gonna> absolutely. <laughs> but so, uh, you know, I was like that it's stupid, but you know, if, if that works for them, you know, I have got a year and a half left then, then whatever. So be it right now and I'll be done. I don't have to worry about it anymore, but you know, like, well, before we all had to go and get our shots, um, it, it was just like, a rerun of the 1950s you know segregation stuff that was going on is they they had two yeah. two chartered buses and vaccinated was in one bus and if you had had your first shot and it was let's see here i think with with less than 2 weeks of having your first shot you're still considered unvaccinated so you got on that bus too and and then they they separated you in vaccinated room unvaccinated room and like, it, it's, it's a complete joke. Like they just wasted all this money to charter, you know, a whole bus for like maybe eight people. <laughs> and, and now but- I'm, I'm the only one. I'm the only one in my unit now.
2: Now on that topic, do you see any issue? Like the way I see it from here. And I mean, it, it's happening here too, but it seems to be stronger down there is there's, there's almost like an ideological purification of these systems You see it with the firefighters. You see it with the police where anyone that thinks against the grain is basically being purged or in, in say your case, you might make it to to just get out safely. Um, But the end result, five, 10 years from now, does it not concern you that we may end up with military? That's just lockstep in line with one way of thinking.
1: That's, that's very much the case. Um, Ever since I've been in um, I'm not one that, just really kind of shuts up and just says, yes, like I'll question things or if it doesn't sound right, you know, I'll, I'll bicker with them and they hate that. And basically what this is doing is you're weeding out all your problem kids, quote unquote, you know? So they, they want, like you were saying there, Marx, is they want all the yes men and women. They don't want anyone that's going to question anything to ask them to do, you know? So it, it's getting rid of all your true patriots basically because people are either going to be on the side of well i'll get it just so i can stay in but at that point i mean just because you're staying in like you, you've taken it you've already given up you know like the you they won already so you know you get the people that are jumping out and um you know you got your navy seals that are saying no um, yeah
3: there's a know, lot big movement with them
1: yeah, the Marines like you have thousands and thousands and thousands of troops that are getting out over this, and so we're we're gonna have one. We're gonna have a, a weaker military. Um, two, you're gonna have just a- almost like a stormtrooper style of military where you know they just do what they're told and that's it.
3: All they, yeah, I was gonna say all they do is follow orders. That's yeah, it. they don't I, think for themselves. No, they're just a robot at that point,
1: and or we're gonna find out. What really happens with this vaccine, you know, three to five, 10 years down the road. And if it's there's ill effects to that down the road at that point, you're going to wipe out an entire military.
2: Well, yeah. And and, like touching on that, like I I don't necessarily think that what's going on is some kill shot. I think it's just haphazard. They rushed and we don't know. We don't have the answers. Mm -hmm. But I'm also of the belief that like if they found out tomorrow that this was going to kill a whole bunch of people i don't think you could tell anyone No, you definitely couldn't
1: not at it, this point no. no i mean you talk about mass hysteria like that would be the worst that would be the purge we could have
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that would start the purge it, it really would and
1: you know getting on, on like you know this whole like a uh, gene thing we we had some guys uh come into our unit that was like um of the intelligence groups and stuff and they were talking about a lot of gene targeting and things and and china of all freaking places of course uh has has developed this gene targeting system called crispr and you know i was sitting there and made a comment kind of out loud and luckily the guys didn't didn't hear me say it and i was like well how how easy (laughs) would it be to uh to target everyone that took the vaccine and just turn them off exactly you know like you you wipe out what uh, a third of the global population at this point just with one simple release of a targeted gene like yeah easy you know or or you could also take it and spin it around to the opposite side and target everyone that doesn't have it
2: right and i when we talk when i talk to some of my more conspiracy-minded friends that's kind of the perspective i take because it's like if you genuinely thought this was going to, to wipe out everyone who took it You're telling me that the world is run by a bunch of powerful elites. I agree with that. But their plan is to kill off everyone who agrees with them. Right. And only be left (laughs) with the people that don't.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, you know, you could throw out all kinds of weird stuff. But, you know, I get into conspiracies, too. And, you know, I enjoy the, the rabbit holes just as much as the next guy. But. You, you gotta be careful, you know, and, and not get sucked in and, and know when, when the truth ends and fantasy begins. So
2: well, I, uh, I like to apply Occam's razor to everything. Usually it is the simplest answer.
3: Right. <laughs>
2: and it's almost always stupidity.
3: It's <laughs> so true. Oh my and hard to disagree with that. <laughs> no.
1: No. And it, you know, what, one thing I have found that is really interesting. Uh, As of late, you know, with the Supreme Court making the rulings, like on the mandates and stuff that they have. There's still companies, private companies, mind you, that are like, we don't give a crap what the Supreme Court said. We're still going to mandate all this stuff. And if you're not going to do it, then see you later. You know, like I think Carhartt being the latest one to make that announcement.
2: That was the stupidest move they could ever made. Yeah. They, They have no idea who their base is.
1: No, no. I, not at all cuz like if you look at what your base is it's all your blue collar country redneck kind of guys that that just grind it for you know your country and not to mention I'm pretty sure there's a crap ton of truck drivers that wear some carhartt stuff too so <laughs> you not know, like yeah. why would you do that that makes no sense
2: Yeah and then you've got your white house literally telling you to disregard the supreme court Yeah yeah like i it's,
1: my my thought and feelings on this is it's like if you have the supreme court say to disregard a certain law law or mandate and you still enforce that i feel like the supreme court should come in and shut you down
2: well i think this is where you're going to see the result of your guys coming midterms um i don't think you're seeing a lot of pushback from the republicans cuz they're kind of lying in wait until they have power per se right. um like i wouldn't want to be Fauci come the winter uh, i i think your good old guy from kentucky there is going to take him to task
3: yes oh he's awesome rand yeah. paul lays
2: into
1: him all the time yeah.
2: right <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to let him walk away um and i i think too you, you look back to when they basically said disregard the supreme court that borders on impeachable conduct if you ask me I, I would think uh, I so. 100%. but I, they I mean, might not play that card until they've got the people on the right side.
1: Yeah, I can see that. And I, I mean, if it were Trump, he would already be in for impeachment on, on those grounds. <laughs> and you rightfully
2: know? so. If it was if it was the other way around, it's still just as wrong. Yeah,
1: yeah, I would completely agree. Like I would be right there with him and be like, Yep, sorry, Trump, you screwed up on this one, buddy. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but I have to agree with them. Yep. But um, but but I like what you, what you're saying with that. Um, I I do think that the patients will win uh, on this, you know, like um, we're going to have what major control of the house and Senate possibly come 2020, uh, come November. Um, but then there's also this little theory floating around that, uh, that Trump could be elected in a speaker of the house after we take over, if that happens. Well, is well, he running, that. is he running, so Trump hasn't flat out said that he's running
2: in 2024. But no, but even for, for him to be speaker of the house, he'd still have to take a, a seat, no? No. No.
1: So oh. he does he doesn't actually have to run. Um, if you control the house, uh, you can have a majority vote and put anyone in you want to be they speaker. don't even
2: have to be a representative.
1: Uh-uh. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know of course that's just all floating around like okay we'll all get you know the republicans in majority they'll vote trump in a speaker and that speaker of the house he can uh, impeach biden based on cognitive issues and, and then turn around and and also get rid of harris because no one even knows what harris does like she just she's just a name at this point and, yeah. and he could walk right in it into the presidency
2: <laughs> yeah now, I'm looking like at looking at twenty twenty four, who who? What are your guys' feelings on how you hope it plays out?
1: Um, I have heard that uh, that there's a good possibility that the Democrats throw Hillary Clinton out there on the ticket again, and <laughs> uh, and Trump. Oh, there's so. a possibility that Trump is gonna that's gonna run. He's hinted at it. He's starting to rally like crazy. And I honestly hope that we see a a Trump and DeSantis ticket come 2024.
3: Personally. Jared,
2: how about you? Yeah.
3: Yeah. uh, I'm definitely leaning for um, Trump going back again. And if not, if he doesn't do it, and he wants to throw his support in on DeSantis from Florida, I'm game there too. Those was really the only two guys only two people that I could see that I would want right now with the way things are. I don't know that anybody else has got uh, a spine that's strong enough to deal with the mess that we're in and get us out of it.
2: Personally me, cause I American politics fascinate me and it's, there's way more going on down there than it is up here on most days. Um, my take looking at your guys and our guys is the same way we need to bridge so many gaps that that one party i don't think is the answer um looking at you guys though i a split ticket to me seems to be the only way to kind of get through the mess we're in because you get another trump and you're just gonna have the pissed off left wanting to double down and get a booted edge or something mm-hmm. um i look at the states and I, I love desantis i worry that if he went presidential what that would do to florida in his in his wake right. um but i look at the states and i'm like i'd like to see a split ticket maybe maybe somebody like alan west from texas and uh tulsi gabbard
3: tulsi yeah. I'm glad you mentioned her man because she's the only person uh outside of the republican party that i would ever i like tulsi gabbard I... i've listened to her on podcast before she's highly intelligent uh I don't think she's as far left as a lot of people on the Republican side feel that she is. Um
2: I agree with that, but even if she is, which I don't think she is, but even if she is, no. she's shown that she's reasonable and will yes. have conversation.
3: We, correct. She's not some power trip person that's just going to go in there and just basically be a puppet for the for the left and just push everything that these people want, right? Like she's no. you can she's very reasonable. Uh Actually, I listened to her on the Joe Rogan podcast with Jocko, and that was uh, it was really good. That's the first time I'd ever heard of her, actually.
1: I can't believe you listen to Joe uh, Rogan.
3: Oh. <laughs> Joe Rogan's awesome, man. Right.
1: Oh, <laughs> my God. that's I pulled all my music off Spotify. <laughs> Do what? I pulled all my music off of Spotify after that. Hey,
3: well, <laughs> kidding. I was listening to Joe before he was on Spotify when I could get him on Apple. I
2: actually didn't even like when he went to Spotify.
3: No, I'm not a big fan of Spotify. As
2: soon as he did, they got rid of all the Alex Jones episodes. (laughs) And I I felt that that was a bit of a harbinger for what was to come with, with censoring what he'd actually do.
3: Yeah. I don't know. know. Alex Jones was on Spotify. He was, he's not, they won't let him. No, I didn't know he had been. I didn't know he had been. Yeah.
2: But uh, no, I I think split ticket. It doesn't matter where you are right now in, in the world. It's so divided I think the only way is to, to, to build that bridge yeah and I don't I don't know if we can't if we can't do something to kind of fill that gap I, I don't know how we walk out of any of this.
3: It's a rarity down here man in the states like if you talk to somebody and you want to talk about politics you, you be ready for a fight yeah, um, because if you're a Trump fan, then you're a white nationalist uh, racist. Yeah, and and then you know if you're not a Trump fan, then we look at you like you're a libtard, you know, right? And and that whole mess, and so and and I'm part of the division. I I, I'll admit it. I mean, because to me, if you're anything other than a conservative, you're a libtard, and I got no use for that. uh, But uh, go ahead. Yeah, as I was gonna say, and that's not not necessarily true that's not necessarily the right way to look at it either i admit that but it's just hard after seeing what we've been through with the riots and working through the riots i mean i was first hand in on it man and it was just like this is absolutely ridiculous man these left-wing cities man and all the stuff that they're allowed to get away with and
1: you know like looking at at things like um marcus talking about like a, a split ticket like I, I don't know if there's really anyone out there that has gained the popularity to be able to to do that. You know, like like Trump has this amazing, insane, huge following. And I don't know if going through, like, the primaries and stuff like whatnot, like, if Trump is on that ticket, I, I don't think anyone else is going to honestly survive.
2: No, no, I, I think he, he walked, if he's on the ticket, he walks it. But if he's not on the ticket, say even a DeSantis, which is a populist right, and you've got Tulsi Gabbard, which arguably a populist left. If they could merge and and get along, I I think I I, I struggle to find a different way to, to fix this without just shaking the can in the other direction.
3: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, if Trump gets it and a buddy of mine, he's a pastor here. We've we've talked about this quite a bit. He's just like, I don't I just see if Trump gets it, man, the country goes even deeper down in the in the toilet just because of the hatred against him by so many people. And it's just like, so what do you do? You know what I mean?
2: Right. That that's that is, that is the, the, the crux of the question, right? Man, my, and we my... have that here too. I, I certainly don't want to see our country go right wing nationalist, so I don't want to see a crazy right wing swing. Although oh, that's, I, I line up more that way. It it would be a healthier environment for me, but it doesn't mean I want that as, as the dictate. I just want I just want more balance. Honestly, I want to be left the hell alone.
3: True. No, no, I, dude, you're preaching the choir there, man. I I feel the same way. Like I'm, I'm not a some. I'm a Christian. I'm a conservative, but I'm not a Christian nationalist by any means. Mm-hmm. No, no. I, I don't want. I'm not a. I lean about as far right as you can get on almost all the issues, but I don't want some far right winger in there that's on the verge of uh, being in these cults and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't want my, it, ide- you've got I to find, you got to find somebody that can basically walk the rope a little bit.
2: Yeah. And I don't want my ideology pushed on other people. Like I just, let me be me, let you be you and we can all just get along. I just don't don't know how we get there.
1: (laughs) It kind of sounds like the
3: Constitution or something.
2: Right. (laughs) You know,
3: like, uh, well, down here in the States, man, it's the media has driven such a wedge in people. They tried to divide the country, they tried to do it racially. Now they're trying to do it with vaccination status, and they've tried to do it with class warfare in the past. I mean, they make it almost impossible to bridge the gap. Right, you either is, on one side of the line or the other. Right,
2: and I, I see that as like as with up here, the same thing's happening down there, where people are losing trust in these establishments. They're losing trust yeah. in the media, and as you do that, you get more of these people in different minorities starting to kind of see it your way, and that's where I, I think it's it behooves everyone to kind of be a little more graceful in the middle, as people kind of realize what's going on. Because truth be told there's more middle than there is left and right.
3: Oh, I agree. Yeah.
1: Way much more. Cause if you go, once you go left or right, it, it narrows the field down drastically. Um, but I mean, it's just like, if you get the government out of your schools, you get the government out of your food, out of your transportation, you know, out of your job, then that, that's when everything starts running like a well-oiled machine, like it did. Oh, you mean Way like a back. smaller
3: government, like yeah.
1: it's supposed to be? Yeah. Imagine that. You know, get get your hand out of my wallet. You know, that's quit. an awful concept, <laughs> right? Like, stop doing payroll tax. You know, you, you you tax me on what I earn, then you tax me again on the stuff that I buy with the money that you just taxed.
3: And it's hey, like, they even it's, tax you when you die. Yeah,
2: you guys know like, right you're talking.
3: There's a death tax now.
2: You know you're talking to a Canadian, right? <laughs> i'm
3: sorry my bad i had no idea every
2: every dollar i make the government (laughs) makes more off it than i do
3: that's so crazy dude we're about
2: we're about 60 cents to the dollar that they take what
3: seriously yeah
2: Yeah, it's depending on your your income rate you're you're between 50 and 60 cents tax holy when you add all of them up property tax sales tax income tax
1: wow Well, I guess yeah, yeah. I guess I'm staying in the states then.
2: Our free healthcare is not free. I'm sorry for complaining. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. He just made me feel bad.
2: <laughs> I, I, my payroll tax is a mortgage payment. Oh, yeah. Not even. Not even kidding.
3: Gosh, Gosh right. buddy.
1: That yeah. I guess I didn't. You know. I've, I've never, was, no, I've I'd never really uh, sat down and have a conversation with someone, you know, on the other side of the border to this extent. So, yeah, <laughs> my naivety is showing.
2: Yeah, no, I, I would love less tax. I would love nothing more.
1: Ah, it is incredible. Man.
2: So, so like, I mean, I know
1: just from like, I'm a car guy, so I look at cars all the time, and I know that like, they're like, oh, well, you can get, you know, this vehicle and here in canada with all these extra things on it but it is it's like 10 grand more to buy it from canada than it would be to buy it here and i'm like gosh you're like did they really pay that much for all their crap up there like you know that's the only thing i really look at and you know i guess you know housing would probably be about the same way it's probably more expensive or
2: our or, house was about half a million canadian ooh. yeah and it's an average yeah. like that was a we. first time house that's our first house
1: so how big of a house, if you don't mind me asking?
2: Uh about twenty two hundred square feet. Okay. So small Ash. to medium. Like I got a I got my garage. That's all I cared about. Right. Um right. but yeah, like you've got a mid level like Ford F one fifty XLT. You're looking at sixty, seventy grand. Oh. Things are Jeez. not cheap up here.
1: No. Mind not- you,
2: God. you've got to take into to consideration the like, conversion rate, but I mean yeah. it doesn't it doesn't wipe all of that away.
1: No. No, it doesn't. Because yeah, half a million. Good gracious! Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is mine? Hey, mine's just shy of 2,000 square feet, and it's. <laughs> I think if I sold it today, I could get 275
2: for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not easy. I don't know how my kids are gonna. I I better hold on to this house forever because I don't know how my kids are gonna buy houses.
1: That's incredible. Yeah. So, go ahead, Jared.
3: I was just gonna say we just moved into our house three years ago. It's got a full finished basement in it. Dude. I mean, it's bigger ass than what we need, but, right. and it's in a nice area. It's Two fifty less than that is what we paid for it. Yeah. 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 That's insane,
2: dude. Yeah. You can get cheap houses here, but you've got to be, you've got to basically have a job where you can work from home because they're in desolate areas. Like I am about an hour from, no, sorry, about half an hour from a major city here in, in Ontario and I'm over two hours from Toronto. Oh. Um, and yeah, housing. And they're only going up. We bought this a year ago and we've already made about 150 grand off it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's stuff in the wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How is it? The market right now is insane. The houses are selling for almost double. God almighty.
1: I can't even imagine that crap right now.
2: But yeah, it's it's not cheap to be Canadian. I have no context of what health insurance down there is worth, but I, I imagine if you take out our taxes, you're, I would probably save money if I was American.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. So, like, my insurance is through the military, and it's my family plan, which is you know, of course, you and your spouse, and then I think you can have up to ten kids on it, and it's it's like two thirty a month, I think.
2: Yeah, that's that's less than my car insurance.
3: <laughs> I got one better for you. I can't even.
2: <laughs> oh, I know. I know. That's a whole other thing. My, uh, I got a motorcycle. I probably pay more on my motorcycle insurance than you guys do on your truck.
3: Jeez. Yeah,
1: except my, my... health
3: insurance for my family has cost me that much. Man, look at this. Nice. That's what's up right there. Yeah. This is the first time. It's the first time that's happened for us in a a while. Nice. Well,
2: technically mine's free too. I just pay it in different
3: ways. (laughs) Well, well, that's a good, (laughs) same here, same here.
2: That's it. Yeah. um, Yeah. So like
1: with my, my wife's Beamer and I've got a a Honda Civic SI. I think we uh, were right at like 160 a month in car insurance. Fuck you guys!
2: <laughs> what? Yes. I'm
1: I, old though. I'm old, so is that USAA?
3: Mine. Is that no, <laughs> no,
1: you, no? USAA is retarded expensive.
3: I've got really,
1: yeah, it's horrible.
3: I pay more than you do for your two cars on my car. I've I'm got a, ripped off here. I, yeah. I got a Ford
2: Explorer, a little Mazda three, and my crotch rocket, which isn't even a. It's not even considered a super sport um and i'm paying about 350
3: a month
1: for all three or all three yeah okay Come
3: that's so a little you, better but
1: yeah so i'm just curious when are y'all coming to america
2: i mean i <laughs> i would i would uh, at this point mind you with, with what's going on with the trucks there's there's hope still right um but if i could find employment in the states i would not be opposed to it given what's happened in the last
3: no. couple years Hey, I can get you a job tomorrow. Come on down
1: here. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if y'all are having the same problem up there, but we've reached a point where um, we have people that no longer want to work. So, oh yeah, <laughs>
2: we we have you guys beat tenfold on that one. Gosh, your guys, really? your your guys, stimmy checks were nothing. Um, our government pay we our ourselves made. I think it was sixteen grand in in emergency quote-unquote payments for the first year of 2020 it was Mm -hmm. stupid so so my goal is obviously to have a stay-at-home wife we we share we share that view we want there's value in having my wife home for the kids but we don't given our the cost of living that's just not possible so my wife works part-time um when they shut everything down you they they removed unemployment insurance and they just put in emergency funding Um, it was not scaled. So despite the fact that she would only make a couple hundred bucks a week, she had to apply. And it was, it was just $2,000 a month, period. No questions. Uh, so we actually made more money, her being home. And, but then there was no requirements to apply to this. You could just say, Hey, I'm unemployed or Hey, my job shut down. And they would just dole out money. Wow. Uh, And they're so, it went for a year or more. <laughs> I it went forever.
1: <laughs> Is and it yeah, cut no, off
2: now? No, there's still there's still all sorts of stuff to get paid. Um, you can be a close contact. Uh, you get 60 days of quote unquote close contact severance, and that's 500 bucks a week. Oh my gosh! Ooh, yeah, and there's no questions to it. You just say, "Hey, I was a close contact." Um, there's all sorts of diff- the the programs we have right now are insane.
1: I can't even wrap my head around that I was over here excited about the 500 bucks a month that we got for six months.
2: (laughs) That was right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, Oh, that's cool. But I mean, whatever. It just means we don't get that extra when we file taxes now. So it's like, they just gave us our
3: money early. Yeah. (laughs) That was it. It's yours anyway. We don't get,
2: we, we don't get much back on taxes around here. We're we're lucky if we get a case of beer or two. Really? What? Yeah, yeah. We we've got deductions for kids and stuff, but mm. we still only get maybe a couple hundred bucks a year.
3: Oh shoot! Gosh,
1: That's, I don't. I won't even tell you when we come back. Last no. Year. No, <laughs> no I, it's stupid. It really is. It's yeah. But I'm bit, but I mean, it's it's still a percentage of everything you paid in, anyways you know so it's like i I just don't charge me tax and y'all won't have to send me a check you know every year just let me keep my money and we'll be we're gucci you know yeah the money (laughs) i work for yeah oh my gosh uh shoot well uh marcus we've been going for a hot minute now man you (laughs) uh we'll probably wrap it up here in a few minutes um why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and, and your podcast and uh yeah give us some some lowdown so everybody can go and listen to you uh
2: yeah i'm i'm critical podcast again uh i'm on all plat- platforms spotify apple um google amazon we're pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts um just critical podcasts sometimes you got to add canada at the end because we're still working our way up through the algorithm but uh we're somewhere in the middle and okay. we're just we're just having these conversations uh different perspectives and and trying to find the balance uh because left or right it doesn't really matter if we can't uh, if we can't stop the tailspin
3: uh yeah we all
1: well got to band together that's for sure and they keep yep. having these small conversations and and build that following that's what it's all about exactly you know yes well, indeed yeah well marcus it's been a pleasure having you on here thanks for taking your time away from your family and your day to, to chat with us uh, about what's going on in your world and uh, comparing it to our small little world down here it is very much appreciated, man. Happy yeah, to have
3: absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. It's good to meet you. You too, guys. So we'll,
1: uh, we'll have to get together again and, and do a few more episodes and stuff in the future. If you're down.
2: Yeah. We'll have to flip the script and have you on, on with us. Yeah. hundred
1: percent. Absolutely,
3: man. We'd love to do that. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, um, we we'll get out of here, guys. Thanks uh, for listening to us. I hope you all enjoyed our show. Uh, don't forget to get on our podcast here on Apple. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, be sure to comment. Uh, the five stars is where it's at, guys. So please, please, please leave uh, a review, comment. Uh, follow us on Spotify if you're listening there. Uh, again, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, Stitcher. Pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts, so go and find us, follow us, try to build up that following so we can help continue to spread the truth and and get you guys educated on what's going on.
3: But again,
1: thanks for listening. We're on to cut out, Jared. You got any final words, my friend?
3: Nah, man, it was a pleasure to meet you, buddy. Y'all keep keep doing what you're doing up here, man. That's awesome. Proud of you guys.
1: Yep, inspiring us folks down here. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. We appreciate it. We'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening. You have a good night.
3: Later, y'all.
0: We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink.